This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. So, uh, is your municipality spending your tax dollars wisely? Let me know what you think. But in the meantime, we're going to look at what the C.D. Howe Institute thinks, and they've actually done some research on this. And the report is titled, Fuzzy Finances. So uh, I think that gives us a good idea of uh, what they think. The City of Toronto has earned a barely passing C grade for its budgeting and public disclosure of financial data. The good news is that's up from an F last year. I'm not sure a C is so bad. It's kind of average. Toronto's not alone. Uh, As I said, uh, the report uh, is called Fuzzy Finances, and it says that a lot of municipal governments have obscure financial reports and inconsistent presentations of key numbers. There were some bright spots. Peel Region received an A- up from B+, and Markham got an A- up from a B. So some people are improving, including Toronto. Let's go to Benjamin Dacus, who is the Associate Director of Research at the C.D. Howe Institute. Hi, Benjamin. Good afternoon. Okay, so uh, how did you make these determinations? Well, what we're looking for is are, uh, are the financial documents of major municipalities across Canada up to snuff. Uh, is, it, is it possible for a interested but you know time-constrained, non-expert reader, is it possible for someone like that to pick up a, a budget and then maybe pick up the financial statements and make sense of how the two compare? And for the vast majority of cities across Canada, even Toronto, Markham, uh, Peel Region, the ones that uh, we even uh, gave good marks to, that kind of uh, exercise is just way too difficult. It is nearly impossible for most readers to just be able to look at these budgets and then say, uh, at the end of the year, did the city, uh, did my city spend what it said it was going to spend? Um, well, let's look on the bright side first. How did the city of Toronto pull up its bootstraps from an F to a C? Well, City of Toronto uh, moved up a little bit uh, because of a couple basic steps, uh, mainly around uh, presenting its uh, main headline figures a little bit earlier uh, in the in the uh, document, and also focusing on what are called gross expenditures. There's a big difference between what's called gross expenses and net expenses. Uh, so, gross expenses are the overall fiscal footprint of a city. But what we what we often get uh, caught up in in municipal budget space is what's called the net budget. And that's the budget that's supported only by property taxes. So, but when cities focus only on this net budget, uh, what it means is that uh, the, city is, the city debate is often ignoring fees and other costs. That guess, guess who has to, you know, guess who has to pay those costs? <laughs> yeah. Regular people. So we have to be thinking about the overall fiscal footprint and not just the property tax debate that we seem to be fixated on every year. Oh, okay. And um, so uh, again. Um Toronto, I guess you would say, still has a, a, a lot to do to improve. Yeah, and most most fundamentally, and this is what most cities across Canada really need to do as well, 
is they need to move to a uh, comparable budget basis uh, across uh, their financial statements and their uh, end of uh, so that's what's at the end of the year and their budgets and most cities in Canada just aren't doing that it is absolutely impossible uh, for a regular time constrained reader to be able to pick up a budget and compare it to that financial statement at the end of the year and we need to fix that uh-huh and um you know, uh, I I would think. I mean, what about a, a reasonable summary or something like that? Yeah, like that, and that's a starting point, which is that uh, you present basic information about municipal spending in a very clear table up front. Uh, in many cases across Canada, Calgary is a good example. Uh, in, la- in their latest financial document, uh, budget document, readers had to plow through dozens of pages just to get to the high level summary of what the city spent, and even then. It wasn't uh, the the proper overall number. First and foremost, what cities uh, should be doing is having a clear upfront table as to what their overall municipal expenditures were. Okay, so um, you're focusing more on the reporting of it as to uh, as opposed to the spending itself. Yeah, exactly. We're actually very indifferent as to what the spending priorities are of a city. A city may decide to increase property taxes by five percent or cut property taxes by five percent or increase spending. We don't really care. Uh, all that matters for us in, in, in this metric is how clear was that decision uh, to the average person? How much information was there about what the city budgeted uh, f- uh, as, a, as a expense as opposed to what it actually did? Uh, you're talking about property taxes versus fees, and fees, of course, are starting to become a bigger and bigger part of the budget because municipal politicians feel the need to promise not to raise property taxes. Absolutely. And in many cases, fees should go up in, in, in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, there are a lot of services. Water, for example, is something that we weren't historically paying the full cost of. And it should, and the prices for those things should increase. But that information about uh, about that water price increase or garbage fee increases should be clear. A good example of what's happening here in Toronto is that the uh, we're already in the middle of the budget process and budget debate for water prices and, and garbage prices, but no one's paying any attention to it. Uh, all that we're focused on is what's going to come up in, in the coming week about the property tax budget, and that's all that the municipal, um, uh, you know, sort of the media is going to cover. Well, isn't that a problem with the media then? No, it's a problem of budget presentation, which is that, uh, you know, the city is intentionally keeping these things separate when they have to be seen in their totality. There's no reason for us to have these as, separate, as a separate decision system. Okay, uh, hang on. Let's take a call from Keith here in Toronto. Hi, Keith. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. I, no, I, I just wanted to comment. On, well, I can't comment on the budget or the, uh, the expenditure of um, Toronto, but um, in the North York area, there is a complex built on the Black Creek and Eglinton area. Uh-huh. And I just want to give a big shout out to the person who um, who implemented that. It's very beneficial for the area, and uh, I can see that it's well used. And congratulations to the person who thought of it. And um, it's a very good complex. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm not sure that's on topic, but uh, there's somebody who's uh, happy with something. <laughs> uh, Peel Region, uh, Markham, they got good marks. Uh, Brampton. Not too bad. Oh, no, Brampton went down. So what did Brampton do to go down? Well, I wouldn't focus on uh, just a couple of uh, uh, you know, market changes there. Markham's, uh, Brampton's done a couple things really, really well. Uh, what Brampton did, for example, is they're at least trying to present 
their uh, budget information on what's called an accrual basis. And that's a huge improvement over uh, what have a, lo a lot of other cities have done. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a great start. Um, Markham, Markham if I'm just going through the, the document, um, did a couple things really well of presenting their budget information very early and prominently in, in the document. So that's, you know, again, a, a, a great start of, on having uh, information presented early and clearly. Um, you know, you talk about the media, and uh, one of the things that we've been seeing in the media business is that it's shrinking, particularly traditional media, and there are fewer people whose job it is, I mean, to uh, go through these dense documents and, and tell people what's in them. I mean, is, is that um, as much or more of a problem than the fact that the documents themselves are dense? So I would say when it comes to municipal accountability, the, the, there's one group that's accountable, and that's the municipality. The, the, especially as it just becomes more important now for, the, for municipalities to up their games, to have their documents understandable by lay readers and not the media, uh, who in the media people who have been reading these documents for a couple of years and can kind of uh, cut through the, the, the fog and get to the, the core numbers after a couple of years of experience. But now that people are you know, going to access their budget through social media through, uh, you know, go, go directly online and get that budget themselves. That document needs to be much more understandable to the lay reader. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's take a call from uh, Pat in Toronto. And Pat, you have some experience with this? Yes, I'm both a CPA and a municipal councillor up in Muskoka. And I totally agree that it is very difficult, not only for the elected officials, but also for all of the public to understand how the the system works and how the reporting works. Yeah, and and Pat, Pat as, an, as a as a CPA, you would understand exactly that it is absolutely absurd that municipalities still use the antiquated cash budgeting. Well, CPA, the idea of okay, guys, you have to talk about stuff that our audience is going to understand. So you understood. <laughs> okay, that since that's the topic, um, Pat. Uh, what would you suggest? As Is there a, a quick fix to this? Well, I think that probably there needs to be some education for elected officials. I mean, it is very unfair and very difficult for them. Um, and if there's one area that people don't understand, it is what reserves the, uh, um, the municipality has. And it, for, for accounting purposes, we call, it, we call things reserves, and we also have reserve funds. And if there's confusion, that is where it really rests. Yeah, uh, and I couldn't agree more. So, this uh, so what's the difference? We have very little time left. Very Re quickly, enlighten okay, us. Reserves. Anybody who knows anything about corporations, a reserve in a, cor in a corporation really is its retained earnings, where they, we use this word reserve when we get to um, uh, municipalities. Reserve funds are actually accounts that have cash behind them. And the vast majority do not have cash behind them of reserve. So, I mean, talk about confusion. Everybody's confused on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, and this, this understand. the deep problem in municipal accounting, which is that uh, the cities are budgeting effectively like teenagers using this cash basis, whereas uh, senior governments, uh, provinces, and the federal government are budgeting like adults and using accrual accounting. Uh, the The antiquated accounting system that cities are using are leading to these kinds of uh, weird decisions and weird issues with reserves that 
people have a hard time understanding. I would make two comments. Okay, though. wait, no, you can't make two comments well, because just, the, the we're out of time. That's all I would say. Okay, thanks, Pat, okay, for your input, you. and, and thank you, Benjamin Dacus. Thank you. Okay, that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today, and we now break for traffic and news. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.